Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcast. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, if you want to find out more about them or any of the other authors in the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash authors, where you'll actually find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable and free, that's free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. And today I'm actually speaking with Rebecca Jones. Now, grief, despair, sadness, failure, unfulfillment, worthlessness, These are all too familiar negative emotions that affect the lives of many people. Rebecca was one such person. However, she knew and believed that life could be better for her. Now, it had to be, and now it actually is. She's at peace with her past. She enjoys her overall place in the world and believes that life can be easier and more enjoyable. How did she change and elevate her life where she is today? Well, she actually searched, and then she searched, And then she searched some more over many, many years. And now Rebecca can help others with the best of what worked for her in a fraction of the time. There are many coaches out there specializing in different areas. And Rebecca's passion and quest has always been in helping free people emotionally. Now Rebecca wants to share the knowledge that she has gained from this journey of searching so that she can help people who feel dragged down by the aforementioned negative emotions to those people who feel stuck in their own mediocrity, wondering if there is something more in life. The journey of life is unending and it changes for the better as you allow yourself to be elevated. Rebecca can be found transforming people's lives and making a difference through her transformational coaching business, More Life Coaching. So I want you to please join me and welcome into the show, uh, Rebecca, also known as Beck. How are you doing? Great. Thanks, Ben. How are you? I'm good. What's the weather like uh, over in Victoria? Actually, we've got a beautiful day today. A beautiful day. It's stinking hot everywhere. I know that the listeners are probably listening to this at any time of the year. However, uh, it's being recorded in a, a real heat wave uh, up here in Sydney, so I'm, I'm glad to hear it's nice and warm down there as well. Yeah, we had our hot day yesterday, so uh, yeah, lovely day today. You had your hot day yesterday? Yeah, it's over for us now. Nice, I love it. Now I know there's a lot of uh, listeners that are, that have dialed in and they're, they're, they're listening to this podcast, and maybe they've got a, a copy of your incredible book, or maybe they're uh, just wanting to know a little bit more about you. So, uh, just, just run me through it. What is it that led you to having such a passion for helping people through these emotional turmoils in life? Well, I suppose it has to go back to when I was 17. My sister passed away, and so. She had a brain tumour at the time and was in a coma for six months. So see, that turned my whole family's world upside down. And uh, and then sadly, when she passed away, it, it, it totally broke my heart at the time. And um, and I was really grief-stricken to the point of crying myself to sleep every night for, for about two years. And uh, it just my whole life just was shattered and changed. And so I really just needed to start picking up the pieces and uh, bit by bit, something helped, you know, and I'd revert back to where I was and, and more and more things were helping and as I sought, I suppose, different... Um, I suppose I delved into study and that began with kinesiology and I started to see the mind-body connection and I started to feel more peace on myself and I started to 
see other people transforming from, you know, uh, some of it could have been a car accident and left an injury and then through these therapies their, their pain has gone. So it's been really amazing to me to watch just how much the body links to the, the mind links to the body and and when we can get through something then we can leave it behind. I just I love it. I love seeing the transformation in people. Mm, yeah, I'm really sorry to hear about uh, that that journey there and, and what happened with your sister. It's it's uh, definitely an incredibly traumatic thing to have to go through. And so, are you saying that this thing with your sister is really the thing that 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 was the thing that got you on the path? Because I know you you know you're making a huge difference. You do incredible healing out there in the marketplace. Is, is this kind of the I guess the turning point for you was this the thing that got you there? Absolutely. I was. I was 17, I was blissfully happy, hanging out with all my girlfriends and had a boyfriend at the time and, you know, life was pretty sweet. It was, there was no, I had a lovely childhood and, and I, I don't think I had perhaps the coping skills and the resilience mm-hmm. um, that comes with life experiences and but because my, I suppose, had such a profound experience without having really developed those coping strategies. And really growing into who I, who I was as an adult, it, it really just um, it threw me upside down so so heavily. Yeah, I think it's always interesting that uh, one thing that's guaranteed in life is that we're going to have emotional setbacks and that we're going to have traumas. But it also boggles my mind that, that we don't teach our children how to be their own best coach or you know the strategies of how to overcome grief when it does come our way because... Uh, I guess that's one thing we can't escape is that we do have these emotional experiences in life but for some reason it just boggles my mind that we don't learn that stuff. So if I'm one of the listeners out there and I've been going through some of these things that you've mentioned like grief or despair or sadness or unfulfillment or even feeling worthless, what can I do to change my situation? Well, there's lots of things but... You know, I think one thing, especially if someone's really in the depths of, of that dark place, um, I would suggest they just need to reach out for hope, for help. And there's, there's, there's help out there. There's people who are trained and there's different modalities and different modalities will work for one person and someone else will go to that same therapist and not like it. So it really is about just don't give up because you've tried something and it didn't work. It's about reach out, try something. There's, there's amazing tools and strategies and different therapies out that exist and something will resonate to you. Um, but also on, on a, a level where people can just do something at home, my, I suppose two things. One of my biggest ones that I, I always just love and, and just recommend to everybody is appreciation. If you can start to learn the value of appreciation and that just sit down, take a piece of paper and don't just sit there and think in your mind. I think your mind can wander a little bit too much and you can... Um, get distracted too easily if you sit down and actually make it a process and write down with pen and paper just you know you could actually just pick a topic um what you like about work uh, what you like at school whatever it is um and pick a few topics but just start with one and just make a list of the things that are great there and it might be the person uh, you know a colleague or um a friend something that someone said or you could say positive aspects about your day um, and sometimes you can have some really crappy days and sometimes there might be, I'm glad my day's over. But then you just gotta, you gotta reach beyond that and just, um, I would also suggest in terms of appreciation, I always start my morning and night whilst before I've gotten out of bed, before I've fallen asleep, thinking about things I appreciate. 
and sometimes that can just be get general it doesn't have to be specific it can be really the comfort of my bed the warmth that I've got the how nice this doona is the fact I'm finally going to sleep after a big day you know I think appreciation and the more you can start to just implement it and sit down and do those little tools and do it through the day your mind will start wiring itself a little bit more to to things that are going to make you feel good instead of what's not actually going right and the only other thing um, well not the only other thing but another great tool I'd suggest is mindfulness uh, meditation the kind of thing where people uh, take the time each day and whether they find the recording that suits them there's, there's plenty out there on YouTube on the internet people you can download them and find them um, or alternatively just put some nice relaxing music on and just find something where you can centre yourself and try and uh, instead of your mind circling with all everything that's going through your head just focus on something if it's the flickering of a flame or if it's um, you know you just find one thing to focus on and allow your mind to clear yeah I know that um, you've got a, a pretty cool website up online and the listeners listening in, you can definitely check out Mora Life Coaching, M-O-R-A, lifecoaching.com. And on that website, there's actually a really cool 10-minute uh, guided mindfulness session that uh, is complimentary for all the listeners to, to tune into. But what I guess you're also saying is uh, you can just find other things like your breath or a candle or something. And So for the listeners out there who are going through some emotional ups and downs, Two pretty simple strategies to get started would be to allocate some time in the morning and night to just go through their appreciations and then spend some time. How much time a day would you would you recommend they can start with on mindfulness? What, what would be a good amount of time to begin with? Ten minutes. You know, you can... You know, I know some people find five minutes and it's enough and then they might want to pick up five minutes again later on. Kind of aim to, to get to around 15 minutes a day. Start with ten. So I know you've studied lots of stuff from the kinesiology that you mentioned, um, hypnotherapy, mind-body connections, coaching, and uh, you've done study with uh, people from all around the, the world, really. What are some of the, the, the cool things that you've learned along the way that, uh, that you wish you'd known earlier? So, so what are some of the, the, the techniques or the tools that, that you found that, that, I guess, blew your mind or that you thought, you know, if I only knew this when I was 17... Uh, in terms of tools that I've studied, in terms of qualifications, yeah, or just yeah, anything that you came across that, that yeah, you well, I've I found a, a modality called TRE trauma release exercises, and uh, that's that's been a, an incredible thing where the body starts to shake and tremor and start to release. It can start to release the stress. Um, it's yeah, that's that's an excellent tool. Um, faster EFT, tapping on the Chinese meridian points that deal with stress, and then. And also using a, a mixture of those NLP techniques, which in layman's terms, when we're holding um, an experience in our in our mind, and we've got different ways of holding it together, and visually, and we we might be hearing sounds, we might be seeing certain pictures, and that's, so it's about changing everything that our mind is keeping that together, so that we can break it apart, so it doesn't have that same hold. So yeah, faster T was something I thought was a, a really fantastic one, and, and I'm really loving hypnosis. Hypnotic tools too. So this uh, trauma release exercise, what is that? What, what, what is the whole process behind it? Oh, well, look, it's not something that I, I actually offer. It's just, a, it's a really an amazing tool that I've come across, and I actually used it for my own learning. Um, mm-hmm. You basically, they teach you some strategies for 
um, for fatiguing the stress muscles within the body. And then from there, you, you can, your body can start to naturally tremor and shake. And if you were to see animals out in the wildlife, if they were just attacked by an animal but they escaped, when they're in a safe place, they'd actually start to tremor and release that. And we often you know, might say someone's in, um, in shock, but really it's the body's defense mechanism just allowing itself to relax again. And often when we go through traumatic experiences, people might go into a freeze mode and they sort of turn that system off and we're not in tune with our bodies to even know how to release the trauma that we come across. So it's really a, a really great tool. The guy who, who goes around um, the world training with it, he, he's gone to after to New Zealand, he's gone where the tsunamis have hit, he's, he's just gone all around the world where there's been a huge tragedy and a whole community's been traumatised. He's gone there and taught them these techniques. So it's more of a physical way of releasing yeah, what they're, yeah, what's inside them. I really like it. I think the thing that I like most about your approach with your clients is that at the end of the day, there's this, uh, one of the seven principles of uh, shamanic practice actually is that the measure of truth is effectiveness. And I think what you said at the very beginning there is really kind of a cool thing that people just need to have to keep searching until they find the thing that's effective for them. And, and what works for your friend isn't going to work for you. But by the yeah, sound definitely. of it, you're saying there's always going to be something that works. Is that kind yeah. of the gist of it? Yeah, definitely. And I've had look someone close to me say, "Why, you know, isn't it hurtful going through all this stuff?" And I'm like, "No, the pain is is in holding it. When I find a way that peels that layer and and releases something, and yeah, there's, that's so much more worth worth it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of the cool thing for listeners out there that they should never give up, and that that you can definitely get a result, especially when it comes oh, to absolutely. emotional. I think so, my problem was that maybe some of the things I studied, um, I, I just don't think I necessarily had the people working on me, and I was trying to clear some stuff myself. And sometimes you just got to put it into the hands of a professional, sometimes, um, or, or someone trained in something. Hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. So I think, uh, yeah, there's, there's a saying that I really like, that uh, it's not that we know so much, it's that we know so much that isn't so. And I think a lot of the time when it comes to healing, maybe we go and learn too many things that aren't ever going to work for us. And so by the time we get to the one that actually works, we're so confused by the other ones, we never bother to pick it up. So I think so. I, I just, I'm just so glad that whatever it is inside me that's pushed me to continually learn something new over the years I'm so grateful for that because now I really have got some strong tools and powerful tools and um, and it's made the change for me which was really where I was first aiming at and I always said you know once I found the things that work then I'm going to help others with it but until those things weren't making the full clearances for me then I was still on that search and I really feel like I'm coming to that full circle place I think I'll always enjoy learning that's without a doubt and I think you can you can never Say you know too much. There's always someone else's um, you know, tool perspective that you can learn, and then integrate it with your own. Yeah, nice. So, for the listeners out there who are wanting to to create some change, you've got your daily appreciations and your mindfulness. Is there any kind of other tips that you would recommend to assist people in elevating their life? Uh, worthiness. I think you've really got to. I think we all need to understand that when we, we're born, we're born just knowing that 
our demands are going to be met. That we're we're full of I don't know this universal energy, whatever it is. I think a baby just is filled with joy. They're filled with enthusiasm. They know that their needs are going to be met. And yet I think somewhere along the line through life, we just get chipped away by someone's opinion. Someone's been a bit annoyed. You know, a, a child seven years old could could interpret something where they're just left alone as no one wants to be with me. And it could just be, hey, mum and dad are out working and uh, they have to do this because they love me. They're trying to provide for me. But that mind can be can interpret it incorrectly and it's about sort of upgrading and understanding maybe not so much about where we come from but understanding that our own self-worth can be chipped away even the best of us can have something that's chipped away at us and so if people can start to learn their own value then they're going to start trying to seek it out and out in outside places they're not going to go shopping and trying to keep buying and buying things to fulfill the needs they're not going to be gambling. They're not going to be all these other things where they're trying to find this fulfillment outside of themselves. Once they have it inside themselves, there's a lot more neutrality on um, all those other other things. And you can do that for the enjoyment. And, and life just becomes a lot more fun when you start knowing you're worth your place. Yeah, I like it. So when it comes to worthiness, I, I know that, uh, I think it was Maslow's got this quote. He says, a fully self-actualized being is not someone with something added, but someone with nothing taken away. And I think what you're saying there is that in life we can view things through certain perceptions and that can actually chip away at our self-worth that when we were born was 100% complete, but it sort of depletes. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So if we want to get our self-worth back, uh, what can we do? What can we do about it? Well, again, this is one way where I'd say the professional can sometimes help uh, clear sometimes the trauma that people are holding on to. And, and trauma doesn't mean, um, you know, heavy-duty stuff. It could just be some some traumatic events that were traumatising for a seven-year-old or a three-year-old or, you know, in mm-hmm. perspective we could say, hey, it's no big deal. But back then it was a big deal. So sometimes it's about going back and clearing things. And then from a right now, what can I do without someone else's help? I would just get that list out again and just start writing the list of why I, you know, where I'm adding value into the world, where I'm adding, and that could, you know, start from where you're adding value in your workplace, start filling that list out, and then where am I adding value in my family life and to different people. And and if you can start to see the value in your, you know, in your friends, then start to bring that to yourself. Start being more kinder to yourself and seeing where you are, you know, have more worth, have your worth. So I think that's a really important point for listeners out there because sometimes people go looking for this major cathartic life-changing moment. But what we don't realise is that some of the really small stuff that happened when we were really young and had a seemingly immature viewpoint of the world was actually big stuff back then. You know, like Johnny took my red car one day, but it was only really a red car that I could get over. But back then, that red car resembled much more. But in hindsight, we can't see how could have that been such a big thing. So I guess what you're saying is, is quite often just little things at a younger age can actually have an impact on our worthiness, but we not be consciously aware of it because it wasn't something cathartic. Is that the idea? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And so a good way to uh, overcome that is you're saying is to sit down with a pen and paper and write out where you add value to the world. Is that the idea? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I love it. And just so keep writing that list. Don't stop at, don't stop at 20. You know, 
get a few hundred out on that list because if you if you want to start feeling it, you've really got to be able to write that list out. You've got to be able yeah. to answer it and just know at the top of your head all the reasons why you're valuable. Mm-hmm. And that's not yeah, being, I mean, I, you know, I guess not being conceited or anything. It's just about, you know, you have some balance and it's truly, it can it can make such a profound shift. Yeah, for sure. And I, I often find that the balance, unfortunately, is the other way. We always have a list in our head of why we're not worthy and I think it's wise to have a list. You know, I, I, I'm a big fan of keeping lists in my phone. So I think uh, for the listeners out there, you, you just open up a, a, a note somewhere in one of your software applications. I'm sure there's millions of them you can use. But you're saying just keep this open list and when you've got a few moments per day or any time you, you can think about it, go back to the list and add a few more reasons of how you Absolutely. add value. Yeah, and reread it and go over it and remind yourself and build those neural pathways that start to to really sink in and um, make more permanent changes for yourself. Yeah, nice. It's, it's funny how it's it's just the simple stuff that, that makes such a big difference. Everyone's looking for this really complex thing, but the stuff you're saying, it it is so simple. And so people run the risk of saying, yeah, I can see how that works, so I'm not going to do it because I understand it. But I think <laughs> it's... It's so true. And it, it's, you know... It's up to it's up to the listener if they want to give it a try or they just want to say, hey, that's too that's really easy. I get it. It makes sense. I'll do that another day. But the the power is in the application. Yeah, one of my favourite quotes is always that life rewards action. I think too often, because I speak to all kinds of people, and certainly people that have achieved incredible success like you, and you're out there making a difference, you're changing lives, and it always surprises me that the advice you give is such simple stuff, but it's it's like uh, that Kellogg's thing, you know, the simple things in life are often the best. I, I just think the listeners really need to get this, that if they just did some appreciation, they just did some mindfulness, you know, they listened to your 10-minute mindfulness audio program and they just started to add to their day some of these basic behaviours, then the big stuff becomes small stuff because you've got this momentum happening. I, I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, well, there I think there's... Yeah, like you say, there's a lot of um, answers in the simplistic stuff. Are there any other tips or a uh, piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with or anything else you'd like to say to them before we wrap up the show? No, I, I think uh, my biggest things that I, I like to focus on is self-worth. It's, um, it's gratitude, uh, appreciation. They're my my biggest things and, and I suppose like we said just, just keep persisting yeah so just keep that persisting focus on that self-worth and that gratitude and so just in summary for the listeners out there it's really easy tomorrow morning wake up think about five things you appreciate spend a little bit of time in some mindfulness maybe staring at a candle listening to an audio and uh, make a list of how you add value to the world and uh, obviously Check out moralifecoaching.com because there is a bucket load of excellent stuff there, including that uh, complimentary audio program that you've generously offered to the listeners here. So any parting words you'd like to leave them with, Beck? No, just, uh, well, yeah, just reach out. Just reach out and gather the information, find the people that resonate with you and go for it because things can change, things can be so much better. Nice. So just reach out and ask for help. I absolutely love it. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you, Ben. It's been great. 
So, as always, if you'd like to hear any more uh, about uh, this author or any of the other authors, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com forward slash author. And I really want to um, thank you once again for your time. And always remember that giving yourself permission to do what you love, that really is the key to elevating all areas of your life. Until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.